Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck Alright, welcome to a Sunday evening victory lap After the Packers dispose of the Bears at Soldier Field in Chicago, improved to 5-1 and one and now have a two-game lead in the NFC North. Dane, you look a little sleepy from uh, cheering so hard, I presume, this afternoon. I'm taking a little page out of Aaron's uh, playbook, uh, having a little a little bit of bourbon here with, with the podcast tonight and celebrations. So uh, we're 5-1. and one. It's got to feel good anytime you can go down and beat your rival uh, to take control of first place in the NFC North. I know we got a lot of football to go, but Dane, how are you feeling tonight? I feel great. I mean, five and one, two and zero oh against the NFC North rivals, and uh, humming along here. And I still don't think the Packers have played anywhere near their best football. They've got injuries, and they're still winning all these games. So can't can't ask for much more than that. And how fun is it to see Aaron Rodgers? kind of ignite this rivalry even more uh, this week. And then, of course, during the game, shouting stuff out at the fans after his uh, touchdown run. It's fun to watch him kind of buy into this rivalry a little bit, maybe more now than I've ever heard before. It's it's really enjoyable to watch. Yeah, it's almost like he feels like he owes it to the legacy of this rivalry, uh, gaslighting the fans after that touchdown. And we'll get into all of this. Yeah. Uh, can't repeat part of what he said, but I still own you is uh, the title of this recap now. So uh, it's, it's pretty fun uh, for sure. And I think Aaron said after the game, he talked to uh, uh, Fields for a minute or two and just said, hey, this is special. Enjoy this rivalry. It's it's different than the rest of the games. Uh, so uh, you know, there's things like that. Is you know that it's it's special to him, and he's soaking it up. This could be the last time he goes to Chicago as a member member of the Green Bay Packers. So uh, you know, we'll have plenty of time to get into that once the season's over. We seem to be enjoying the ride though for right now. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get into. You know, key moments of this one. I thought the Packers had one of their more complete games of the season. Uh, you mentioned uh, having to overcome injuries and then some more injuries, unfortunately, during the game. Um, and then, of course, uh, kind of just uh, getting into our shoes had players of the week later on. So, uh, Dane, I think to start off the top, uh, let's dive into the offense. And uh, it, for me, it starts with the combination of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon today um, and what those guys were able to do on the ground. I think that set the tone in what was a really physical ball game on both sides yeah. of the ball. I think you're right, and, and um, both running backs, I thought, played very, very well today. Um, but I want to point out Aaron Jones. He... He showed such good body control, such a hard runner. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves nationally when we talk about hard running running backs. I think it's because he's not necessarily the biggest guy out on the field. But my goodness, today, able to get around some edges, uh, really difficult to bring down after first contact, soft hands out of the backfield. I just, he's really, we've watched him go from a guy as a rookie who was just explosive to a guy now who's really becoming a complete back. And it's it's been a privilege to watch him. And, and he's really the engine, I think, that this 
keeps this offense going. And then A.J. Dillon's been a revelation in year two. He's so hard to bring down. Talk about physical. He puts his shoulder down, and he just lays the wood on these guys. So a heck of a one-two punch for this Packers offense. And in the fourth quarter, we saw Dillon get a couple carries. The Bears' defense started to look a little gassed. And it's just, you know, that's exactly what the doctor orders with this offense. Give me A.J. Dillon in the fourth quarter with the Packers up. I like our chances. Yeah, and A.J. Dillon didn't get any receptions today like he did in Cincinnati last week. Uh, This week it was Aaron Jones doing the damage out of the backfield, uh, scoring a touchdown and and just a really nifty move uh, to make the the cornerback, uh, Jalen Johnson, I believe, with the corner on that side on that play. He got right around him and then beat, beat, um, uh, I believe it was Ogletree to the corner uh, and was able to get into the end zone. So four receptions for Aaron Jones. He had 13 carries. It seemed like it was more than that. The Packers were definitely uh, making an emphasis to run the ball in this game. And I think at halftime, Coach LaFour talked to Pam Oliver and and mentioned that they're going to try to continue running the ball in the second half, and that's exactly what they did. So uh, I give the coaching staff, the offensive coaching staff, and Coach LaFleur a lot of credit for this game. I didn't love some of the play calling uh, early on, but it seemed like they were able to get some rhythm. I had no problem with them trying to establish the run. Uh, Not every carry was, you know, six, seven yards, uh, but they kept with it. And both A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones were able to uh, uh, find a few lanes, and and both of them had 30-plus yard uh, runs today as well. Um, So that's that's what happens when you stick with the run. And I thought they had um, a really balanced attack uh, combined for 167 yards, both rushing and through the air today. So uh, that definitely set the tone for the offense in this one. Yeah, it sure did, and it uh, it was nice to see Elton Jenkins back out there playing. Uh, it's a shame Myers, um, you know, went down with a knee injury there very early. I think on the third snap, Wags. It does sound like Lafleur said after the game that it doesn't sound like a season ender for for Myers, but it's it's. I mean, who knows how long this one's going to last? So, um, as has been the story all season long, it's next man up for this Packer team. Certainly, this Packer offensive line. I would expect Lucas Patrick is going to get some run now at center, but perhaps when David Bakhtiari is back. We could see Elton Jenkins back at center. Uh, Packers show options, but something I think to keep a lookout on. I know certainly Myers wasn't the only injury today, um, but one that could potentially have an impact on this offense going forward. Yeah, how speaking of the offensive line, obviously got a nice boost to get Elton Jenkins back. Mm-hmm. It looked like in the first couple of series, he was maybe acclimating himself. In fact, after the game, he said he, Felt like he played much better in the second half. Yeah. And I'm talking about Elkin, Elton Jenkins here. This is his words. Thought he made, played much better in the second half than he did in the first half. Um, first couple series, he did give up a sack um, on the second series, I believe. Uh, yeah. Is not typical. He got kind of beat around the edge a little bit. Um, so it looked like the coaching staff also made an in-game adjustment in the second quarter. Uh, and they were bringing guys in to help uh, chip and, and to block on the outside, too. So um, they rolled with assuming the, that uh, he and Turner would be okay on the outside. But uh, Mac and, and uh, um, uh, I'm sorry. Um, Quinn? 
Quinn, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, they proved why uh, they're that duo's leading the NFL in sacks coming into this game. So uh, in terms of uh, guys on the same team, they're, they're a load. Uh, they're a load, but I thought we settled in pretty nicely. Uh, and uh, I think the O-line as a whole really played better and better from the second quarter on. And, and, uh, and you have to say, all things considered, turned in a pretty solid performance. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Um, Billy Turner, just, you know, got to give him kudos. Every week it seems like uh, he takes on uh, opposing team, a lot of talented defensive linemen of late, and has played really good football. Uh, just sound football, kind of an anchor. They've run to the right side quite a bit this season with all the injuries and the reshuffling on the left side. So just want to give him a shout out. Think that he's looked really good. Um, and then Mercedes Lewis doesn't always have the flashy plays, although he had another nice catch and run, I thought, today. But just a hell of a job blocking. Uh, another day of just he he is just a really plus blocker both in the pass game and in the run game uh, as needed. So um, Mercedes Lewis is definitely one of those guys that keeps this offense rolling along. Um, although I'm not sure if the casual fan, you know, he's not putting up fantasy stats regs, um, but he's a guy who they rely on to do a lot of little things for this team. And he just does it so well. And I thought today did it well once again. Yeah. It's a, you mentioned, will Lucas Patrick stay in at center if, Myers is out for a few weeks. We'll have to see. It sounds like he may have at least a couple of week injury. Perhaps yeah. we'll find out more by Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, if it's some type of knee hyperextension or, or sprain, that could be a two to four week type injury. But Coach LaFleur isn't typically going to come right out and say anything. Uh, so the fact that he said he didn't think it was a season ender, I think is probably a pretty good sign that uh, we're, we've dodged a little bit of a bullet there. Um, on the downside, Royce Newman kind of talking about where Lucas Patrick could, could fit in, mm -hmm. uh, didn't have the best game uh, in pass protection particularly. So I, I think as we've been evaluating Rice Newman, and not just today, but the last few weeks, I think the future's bright for this guy. And, you know, coming in as a rookie, tough assignment to get thrown in right away. And he's been starting every week. Not necessarily the plan. Um, well, kind of, because we knew Bakhtiari was going to be out. But even so, uh, he's had some moments and he's had some rookie rookie moments as well totally. uh, and I thought today he had a couple of those so it will be interesting to see if he's someone that maybe kind of slides into more of a backup role as we move forward as well obviously if if for now uh, we need Lucas Patrick out there at center uh, we may need some more Royce Newman out there at right guard as well um, but Dane uh, kind of moving on from the offensive line uh, this was for the wide receivers uh, a game like we haven't had from this group this year. It's it's kind of odd to say that Devonte Adams had a quiet game for, but for him it, it was. Uh, aside from the big uh, forty-one yard catch in the fourth quarter on the the Packers' final scoring drive, not counting uh, the last series when they were just icing the clock. Now four receptions, eighty-nine yards. Uh, not a bad game by any means. But uh, we saw some other guys get involved, and, and this week it was finally Alan Lazard. Didn't fill up the stat sheet, but was able to get in the end zone uh, and made a couple of other nice catches. So what, what did you think 
Uh, was that a conscious decision that Aaron was looking his way a little bit more, or um, was that just part of the game flow, or, or how did that work out for Allen this week? I think it was game flow, personally. Uh, just judging by it, I, I think that the Bears did everything within their power to limit Devontae Adams. And, you know, limiting Devontae Adams is getting him just under 100 yards, it seems like, these days with how talented he's been. But I think that Lazard just um, ran some good routes today. Um, the the Bears played some soft coverage, allowed him to get a, a, a quick release inside on that early play, was able to kind of, um, you know, get underneath the defense, I thought, and, and complete that play. Uh, nice touchdown catch for Allen as well. But I think that Rodgers just kind of took what the Bears were giving him uh, on those plays. Same with the, it doesn't show up in the stat sheet, but uh, the St. Brown touchdown that was called back and uh, phantom pass interference as far as I'm concerned. Um, but, uh, you know, the Bears were giving him what they're given some single coverage and Rogers kind of just took a shot there. So um, I, I don't know if there was a conscious decision really to get Allen the ball wags. Maybe there was, um, but it would surprise me just based on how this offense has been playing this year. I think instead it was just more, you know, opportunity. There's other receivers on the team. If you're going to cover up Devonte completely, we're not running the ball. The ball's got to go somewhere. Why not Allen? Allen's had um, a couple really big games in his career. He's shown to be pretty reliable chain mover, and in that instance he was once again. Yeah, and I mean, clearly on the touchdown, they were – doing what they needed to to get him the ball. He was the mm-hmm. intended receiver. Uh, and a little bit more creativity than we've seen so far yeah. this season I like around that the goal way. line. I perhaps like that. Per, uh, perhaps uh, Coach Hackett decided enough with uh, the talk of the Packers analytics not uh, performing up to par, and uh, he decided to implement a gold zone play this week against the Bears. There's there's no better time, uh, right, than when you're in Chicago. <laughs> kind of almost got blown up a little bit but uh, by Mac, but um, thankfully, you know, they executed and had the timing down, and, and Allen was able to get in for the end zone. So, um Dane, any other thoughts on the offensive side of the ball before we move over to the defense? Just Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, I, I say just air quotes. Just Aaron Rodgers, the you know, a three-time MVP. But he he was the the stats don't show. I, I think um, you know how good he was with his legs today. Obviously, the touchdown it, it shows, but um, I thought he played well enough. He's still not hitting his deep ball entirely. Uh, There's no doubt about it. This game could have been blown wide open if he's a little more accurate on a couple of those deep balls. And that's been, I think, um, people are wondering what's the difference between this offense and last year's offense that was historic. And I think so far, Rodgers largely has been a little more miss than hit this year on some of his deep balls. If he's able to get that honed in, second half, watch out, because they're blowing the roof off of some of these teams that have kept it close. Um, but I thought overall he had good pocket feel today, um, shook off some of those early pressures uh, and sacks uh, where he was really under some duress and in the second half was able to settle in, hit his mark. And, uh, and you know, that check down to Aaron Jones was wonderful. A couple of years ago, the Packers weren't checking down. Um, this year, 
And last year, some of the most success they've had is some of these checkdowns. And, you know, checked it down. Aaron Jones was able to shake off a would-be tackler and took it to the house. So I'm good on Rodgers to not try to take everything all the time. I thought he really played within himself today, used his legs when needed, and also was able to utilize somebody like Aaron Jones, who has the ability to make guys miss. So just, I thought, uh, pretty darn solid game from Aaron Rodgers. It's not one of those, um, you know, world beater performances, but he did everything he needed to do, played within himself, and Packers won, and he's going to take that every day. Yeah, only threw the ball 23 times. Yeah. Uh, So that's not very many attempts, but we didn't really need too many more. You said it. I thought that first series, uh, not an easy throw uh, to Devontae down the left sideline, but one we've seen him complete many, many times over the course of his career. Wasn't really all that close, so it just looked like the timing was off on that one. Had Alan Lazard open up the seam in the second half. Um, I think the first uh, series, no, not the first series of the third quarter, but I, I don't remember exactly when that was. But um, Allen had, he wasn't wide open, but he he had a, a step on his defender and uh, Aaron overthrew him. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm not going to be terribly concerned about it. We've seen this a few times so this season. Um, so hopefully he hones that in. I think we'll see a few more of those plays hit as we go forward for sure. So, um, Dane, one other thing I wanted to quickly highlight and uh, I know we talked about Aaron Jones already, but I thought the TV telecast uh, did a good job of highlighting the work that he was doing in pass protection today. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't just on the play that they showed where he stepped up and, and picked up. Um, I believe it was uh, uh, Akeem Nix was coming up the middle. Yeah. No uh, easy task. He, yeah, no easy <laughs> task. And, you know, all 5'11", 185 pounds or Aaron Jones steps up and kind of stonewalled him just enough to give Aaron time to complete the pass. Um, and it, it was a number of times, though. They, you've said several times they've been moving Aaron Jones around quite a bit where he's starting off split out in the slot. Um, they'll bring him back into the backfield pre-snap motion or he'll line up several times today. He was lined up just off tackle uh, and he was the guy primarily responsible for chip blocking uh, either Mac or Quinn. So, um, you know, I, I think he did a really nice job. Uh, and maybe that's why I felt like he was more involved. Uh, he had, you know, good work today, 17 touches, but uh, he was, you know, doing things that isn't necessarily typically, uh, what I would say a star running back with his role is asked to do. So I uh, just wanted to highlight what he was doing out there to to really uh, help the team be successful on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, total uh, so team Dane, player. Total team yeah. player. That's it. I mean, he, he is a complete back. There's a reason they wanted him to come back. Can you imagine this offense without Aaron Jones right now? Because I can't. He really gets this thing rolling. Yeah, he's been phenomenal, particularly the last few weeks. And A.J. Dillon's been doing some nice work. But Aaron Jones, his ability to set up his blocks and he reads and he, he's always falling forward. It doesn't seem like he takes uh, – he doesn't dish out the punishment that A.J. Dillon does. Uh, but uh, he definitely is able to create lanes and holes uh, that A.J. Dillon isn't quite doing at this point in his career. Um, and uh, so he just kind of goes to another level for sure. Uh, okay, well, Dan, before we jump over to the defensive side of the ball, um, let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor, 
And DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And they do have a new deal starting this week. Uh, if you use the promo code TPPPN, which is uh, the Pigskin Podcast Network, uh, you can get $200 in free bets with a $5 bet um, in any NFL team to win their game. So, um, Dane, you've been keeping us up to date on your wife Andrea's winning picks in the daily fantasy portion of DraftKings. So how did she do this week? Um, so far, so good. It sounds like, um, I think... Uh, um, it sounds like C.D. Lamb really uh, carved her up, though, so I'm not sure if she's in a great mood about that. Uh, I think she was thinking about him, decided to go somewhere else. So, uh, you know, it's still a little prickly right now after that, but um, I, I think overall she she uh, she took Aaron Jones today. So really good news there because, he, you know, she find you know she I don't know if I had an influence on it, but I, I was nudging her. I think Aaron Jones might have a big day, and uh, I listen. If she's winning, I'm happy for the family. Yeah, for sure. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just five dollars on any NFL team to win their game, and you can win two hundred dollars in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, so Dane, I'm just going to set this up for you. On the defensive side of the ball, I mean... We've just got guys dropping left and right. Yeah. And, um, you know, it didn't look great in that first series, but you've got to give these guys a ton of credit for settling in after that. Uh, and it became one of those things where even though uh, Fields and the offense for the Bears started to get it going in their second-to-last series, uh, and it looked like it might get a little bit dicey in the fourth quarter, uh, they just really weren't able to do enough uh, throughout the game uh, to uh, overcome what what the Packers did on the offensive side of the ball. And I really felt like the Packers' defense, for the most part, controlled this game. So what what stood out to you the most today? Because we, we, we can talk about injuries. We lost a couple of more guys um, in Preston Smith and Darnell Savage. But let's start with the positive and the guys that were out there and contributing. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Clark starts up front once again. Just another remarkable performance for Big Kenny. Having a career year, kind of next-level guy, and I think fans might forget, dude's still only 26 years old. So, I mean, he's still a young guy, and that's that's the thing with him is he's he's really grown into this role, I think, where he was beating – Bears offensive line, you could tell they weren't able to get their reach blocks on him. Uh, he's extending these guys, pushing them back into the backfield. Uh, obviously, in the fourth quarter, what really stood out was a couple sacks uh, in one series and really um, messed up the the Bears' chances at some points. I think pushed them out of field goal range with, with um, his efforts on on field. So. Um, I think that he stood out. Dean Lowry had another really good game, Wags. Uh, he's been playing 
Really, I think the football that the Packers are hoping that he would play when they signed him to his contract. Uh, He's playing really good football right now as well. And I think that it's no surprise that if Dean's playing well, Kenny Clark's playing better because he's, he's getting a little bit more help along that defensive line. So I thought that both of those guys looked very, very good. Jonathan Garvin, um, you know, maybe not a household name for Packer fans, but in his second year, he's still, I think, only 21 years old. He's really putting it together. He's getting a lot more snaps than he, you know, I think the Packers have probably anticipated at the beginning of the year, but with both Smiths out, um, he's got to get a lot more run. But I think that he's been pretty disruptive so far this year, uh, especially the last couple of weeks, played some pretty good football for them. Rashawn Gary didn't get the stats, but was definitely in and around uh, fields. And I think that Wags, and tell me what you think, but think about this Packers defense, especially, you know, we're on this winning streak here, is it's not necessarily one guy. It really does seem to be a collective unit right now where, you know, um, we're not relying on one player to get those pressures. It just seems to be guys are stepping up and getting enough pressure to, to um, you know, make guys pay. And I thought the Fields, sure, he was able to scramble and get out. But for the most part, I thought the Packers defense really contained him well, uh, considering he's a pretty good scrambler. Uh, at the quarterback position. So I think overall, really pleased with what the Packers did. There was a couple of missed tackles, a couple of things that they need to clean up, but you're going to have that in the NFL at this level. Uh, overall thought that the the front seven played really good football and uh, Razul Douglas at cornerback coming in after being on the practice squad a couple of weeks ago in Arizona, uh, took over for Yedem after uh, Isaac Yedem, Yedem after, um, after the first series. And I thought overall played really well there as well. Uh, sure, there was that penalty, but outside of that, um, you know, he gave up some catches, but he, you know, I talked about Rodgers playing within himself. Uh, I don't know Douglas all that well yet, but if he can play at that level going forward, the Packers have a heck of a signing on their hands to bring him in, uh, especially midway through the year. So uh, overall, I thought a really strong defensive effort. And I think that they set the tone for maybe hopefully going forward with the physicality. They were physical, physical, physical today. And um, I think uh, aggressive physical football is going to win some games for them. Yeah, and I Talking about all those guys, one of the things that I thought they did really well for most of the game was uh, controlling the the Bears' rushing attack. I I know when you look at the stat line, Khalil Herbert ended up with 19 carries for 97 yards. But, I I mean, a a good chunk of those, I don't know exactly how many, but a good chunk of those came in the Bears' scoring possession Mm -hmm. early in the fourth quarter. And so, you know... Yeah, you've got to play him the whole game. I get that. You can't, you're not, so I'm not taking anything away from that. But uh, what was concerning going into this game was if the Bears were able to get that run game going early. And outside of that first series a little bit and then that scoring series early in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. I didn't really think they ran the ball all that effectively. So they were putting fields in a lot of uncomfortable down-and-distance situations, and that was why they were able to get him off the field uh, for most of the game. So uh, that was, I think, the winning formula that this Packers defense executed this week. And you're absolutely right. Kenny Clark, what can you say about the man? Just timely, timely impact plays from 
the leader right now of this defense. He's the leader of this defense because uh, he's the guy. Uh, there's there's not anyone else out there that we could consider with respect to you know um, Devondre Campbell and Adrian Amos. Um, Kenny Clark's the impact guy out there on this defense right now, uh, and he came up. Uh, you know, significantly. So four sacks overall on the day, uh, and Rashawn Gurry wasn't getting one of those, but was getting the pressures. I think you're going to take that uh, most weeks. Um, you know, a, a good effort overall from this defense. You got to be really pleased with that. Um, so, Dane, I think one of the other things um, we saw, you know, actually quite a few rotations. Um, Jalen Smith got his first action, didn't get a ton of snaps, uh, but was out there. Oren Burks uh, was still getting some snaps out there uh, at linebacker. And then, of course, um, Devondre Campbell and Chris Barnes were getting their uh, complement of snaps as well. Um, So it seems like we're getting a little bit thin on the edge, and we don't know the significance of some of these injuries. But let's talk a little bit about that because Preston Smith – I don't think got more than 10 snaps today before he uh, went out with that oblique injury. And that's that's a little bit of a concerning injury yes. for me. Um, we'll have to see how serious that is. But we're getting really, really thin uh, at the outside. So um, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Anything that uh, you have thoughts-wise? But it seems like we had a few extra guys out there on the inside linebacker position this week as well. Yeah, you're right. Were you surprised by that at all? I mean, I I know that we brought Jalen Smith in. You bring him in to play the guy, right? Uh, I thought that he played mostly in the nickel for uh, for for uh, for for the Packers today uh, when he was able to get out there. Um, bit of an up and down day in limited action for him, I thought. But hopefully, um, you know, as he gets his feet under him, he, he plays um, you know up to the par we're hoping he can play at. But um, I, I like that they're rotating different guys out. It, it seems like the major constant is going to be Devondre Campbell. He's going to be your anchor, and he should be, based on how well he's played so far this year. Uh, but they are going to probably be rotating a number of guys out. I think that the question becomes, Wags, what do you do on the outside, especially if Preston Smith has to miss time? That becomes problematic really quickly. Now you're down your two best outside linebackers. With all due respect to Rashawn Gary, uh, the Smiths have you know the pedigree. They've done it longer. Um, so then you're down to Rashawn Gary, uh, Ladarius Hamilton, Jonathan Garvin. Um, is Warren Burke's going to start getting some outside linebacker snaps again now that the, the it seems like we have our fair share of inside linebackers? I don't know, but the team's going to have to get creative pretty quickly. Um, every team deals with injuries, but it seems like the outside linebacker group in particular are taking their hits right now. And it's hard because it's one of the most valuable spots on that defense. If you can't rush the passer in the NFL, uh, you're in trouble, especially when you don't have your stud corner and Jerry Alexander out there. So the Packers right now are playing, um, you know, with, with, uh, um, with, chewing gum and um, band-aids and and whatever they can to patch this together. And I think that Coach Barry deserves a lot of credit. It is not easy to go out there and win NFL games um, with, with, you know, second, third string guys in some positions. So credit to that right now. But 
Um, it gets harder. It's going to get harder. So um, I don't have a good answer right now at outside linebacker, but I expect maybe Burks gets snaps. He's done it before. I think earlier this year, Kingsley Kiki, believe it or not, was uh, playing some outside linebacker just during warmups. Uh, he was with that position group. So um, they're going to have to get creative, I think, pretty quickly, especially if Preston Smith's unable to go. Yeah. And, you know, granted, uh, the outside linebacker position for the Packers basically plays at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Uh, so there could be some more interchangeability there. Uh, but it's you're right, it's not going to be easy. Ladarius Hamilton got quite a few snaps today and felt like he was uh, getting his feet under him is a kind way to put it, too. I, I think he uh, showed some things last week, and today was uh, not, uh, a little a little bit rough at a, on a few occasions. So, um, you know, it's it's going to be baptism by fire for a few yeah. of these guys out there for sure. Uh, especially now that we're down, guys. You said it at corner cornerback and outside linebacker; those are your money <laughs> positions on a defense. Yeah. Uh, so, hopefully, Kevin King can come back. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud, uh, but uh, but it's true, right? And uh, we still don't know uh, if Jair is going to be able to come back um with his injury that's sort of a wait and see cross your thumbs type deal but um yeah it's going to be interesting uh, what they're going to have to do next week uh, hopefully uh, we can uh, you know patch things together i'm a little less concerned about safety you know listen you never want to lose any of your guys darnell savage concussion that's that's not a good injury but usually that's a one or two week type injury. And I thought Henry Black really played pretty well out there today. Um, and Vernon Scott uh, was injured early, late in camp, early in the season. He's been a healthy scratch for the last couple of weeks um, from what it sounds like. But he played really good in the preseason before he got hurt. So they can always activate him if they need to. And I, I think uh, he's probably uh, itching to get back out on the field as well. So I think we're going to be okay at safety for a couple of weeks if Darnell Savage is out. But definitely a higher concern level for those other position groups. What do you think of Barry's job so far uh, in, in piecing all this together? I, I know week one, let's throw that out the window. I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm asking you. So we use whatever parameters you want, but I'm kind of curious your thoughts on Barry. I mean, you've got to give him credit, right? He's gotten the guys to get be ready. These guys have come in, and for the most part, most of them have been ready, and, yeah. and they've done the job uh, when they've been called upon. So... That's what else can you score it on, Dane? I mean, uh, you could you, you could get into the the weeds, but from what we're seeing out on the field, the performance and the product and uh, what they've been able to do to stop these opposing offenses for the most part, that's all that really matters at the end of the day. So, yeah, you've got to give them credit. Now, we haven't necessarily faced a gauntlet of elite quarterbacks so far, so I will say that this is going to get a lot more difficult. Um, and Coach Barry's job would be challenging enough if he had all of his studs uh, against some of these uh, uh, offenses that we're going to be seeing uh, as the season rolls along here, especially in the next month or so. Uh, but um, for what we've seen so far, uh, I think you've got to give them a ton of credit, uh, the way that they've responded and bounced back after that week one performance. I mean, what do you think? I yeah. I really, considering circumstances, I, I really hardly think we could ask for more than what we've gotten from this defense. 
Completely agree. I think you, you said it. I, I, we're totally in line. I'm, I've been pretty impressed overall with what they've been able to accomplish and do. I mean, obviously the uh, red zone touchdown situation is not ideal. That's probably the biggest red flag that we're seeing. But outside of that, if we're just talking, um, you know, broad strokes, I mean, they're winning football games and um, the offense at times has not been clicking entirely. They haven't looked atrocious, but they have not been what they were last year. So it's not like we're, we're sitting here looking at an offense that's putting up 35, 40 points every single game. The defense is keeping them in it, putting them, giving the offense an opportunity to go down and score points. So, so far, so good. Uh, to your point, the next month is going to be a lot really challenging, but you can only play who's in front of you. And so far, they've done a really good job, especially with the injuries. Yeah, for sure. And as far as the red zone defense is concerned, we talked a little bit about this in our preview this past week, and I stand by it. You know, they didn't get red zone stops today. I get it, but they only had two red zone trips. I'm talking about the bears. So to me, I guess I'm not going to get overly concerned about their red zone defense. If they're getting stops between the twenties, it, there's no reason they're not going to eventually start getting some stops and forcing some field goals, getting turnovers, et cetera, uh, in the red zone. It's going to happen. I mean, I'd be a lot more concerned if this defense was a sev all over the field and they were giving up red zone touchdowns every time because then it's like, well, we can't stop anybody ever. But we're getting stops, and it just happens that when they've gotten down in the red zone, it's it's – it's a little bit befuddling to me, considering we've gotten stops at other areas of the field that we haven't been able to stop teams um, when they get down there so far this year. But I think those stops will start coming. I, I mean, I really do. If It doesn't really make sense that they're playing pretty solid defense most of the game, every other part of the field, and then in the red zone they forget how to play defense. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, don't you agree, Dane, or is there something specifically that's happening in the red zone that uh, would point to uh, a a real deficiency? I see nothing, you know, from every single – I've watched every snap, obviously, of this defense this year, and I have – I don't have the answer, but it's not like they're doing anything that's glaringly off kilter uh, in the red zone. So hopefully, you know – things start to shake differently as the season wears on. Yeah, for sure. So, Dane, do you have any other thoughts on the defensive side of the ball? Otherwise, we can get to handing out our big cheese players of the week. Only thing I want to give a shout-out, I I neglected earlier, is I thought Shannon Sullivan had a heck of a game today. He was flying all over the field, um, played really physical, I thought, against the run, had some strong tackles, had some good coverage. So just overall, thought he had a really strong performance. Um, And, um, yeah, I mean, he deserves the kudos for that one because he played really well today. Yeah, and we've been encouraged by Eric Stokes. And I don't know if it was because of his play specifically or he just wasn't targeted much this week. But from the stat sheets, you could say that this was his best performance so far. Um, just, you know, he, he, he wasn't getting the ball thrown at him at all. So uh, obviously in the first series, it was pretty apparent the Bears were 
going after Yadam, uh, and they were successful in that. Uh, thankfully, Rasul Douglas came in and was able to do a, a pretty workmanlike job, and, and I was encouraged for a guy that came in um, off the street here recently, or I guess not off the street. They got him off Arizona's practice squad. But, you know, uh, acclimated himself well and, and comes into the game, and uh, I thought he performed pretty admirably as well uh, considering the circumstances. So. Mm-hmm. Dane, then with that, let's head over to the Cheesehead Players of the Week. Um, Let's start on the offensive side. Um, My nomination, I'm just going to throw this right out there. Uh, For me, it's Aaron Jones this week. I thought he did um, a really, really solid job uh, in every phase of the game for what he's being asked to do. Uh, Ran the ball effectively. Uh, He didn't get the most yards uh, that he's gotten so far this season. Uh, but I thought he ran hard. Um, uh, averaged 5.8 yards per rush today. 13 carries, 76 yards. So it uh, doesn't, not eye-popping uh, statistically running the ball, but um, I thought he was, um, you know, making a lot with not always a lot of space, um, and uh, was able to uh, really take advantage of, of the opportunities he had. Uh, four receptions, had a really nice touchdown reception as well. Uh, and then, as I mentioned earlier, uh, he was being called to do a lot of protection in the pass game uh, and stepped up in several moments to uh, give some nice protection. Uh, and that's not something that was always his calling card <laughs> in the last few years. It's but. Fair. He uh, he's picked that up, and I thought he did a really fine job with that today, channeling his inner John Kuhn down there at Soldier Field. Um, so I, I, to me, I've got to give Aaron Jones a ton of credit, and, and he's going to be my offensive cheesehead uh, player of the week nominee. So I don't know if you've got someone different or uh, if we're in agreement with that. No, one. he's got to be. Uh, he's got to be the guy today. Everything kind of flowed through him, and even some of the past completions I think the Bears were a little concerned with Aaron Jones preoccupied with him opened up some lanes for the pass uh, passing game so uh, Aaron Jones played really phenomenal football today he earned it as far as I'm concerned he's the big cheese player of the week on the offensive side as well I think it's unanimous wags for sure Um, I'll let you take the lead I think the defensive big cheese is pretty obvious but I'll let you call this one out and uh, we'll go ahead and uh, talk about that one a little bit I mean he 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 could be this uh, for a number of weeks here now but it's Kenny Clark as far as um, as far as I'm concerned he played so well once again today it starts up front he dominated the line of scrimmage got those two big big time sacks pushing the Bears out of scoring range. And uh, all day they were trying to double-team him. All day he was splitting double teams. It's so much harder than it looks, folks, what Kenny Clark is doing right now. Having a career year, he's my big cheese nominee, Wags. Yeah, two sacks, two tackles for a loss, two quarterback hits. On that last sack, he was double-teamed, and he was lined up at defensive end. So that was interesting. (laughs) They were moving him around a little bit today. I think maybe something else to be thinking about. Obviously, he's not going to line up at outside linebacker, but wanting to get someone to get a little bit more um, pressure on the edge 
Uh, and I, they didn't do a ton of that, but that wasn't the only time I saw Kenny uh, line up at defensive end today. So uh, that could be something else that they try to do to make adjustments if we've got some guys out on the uh, outside linebacker as well. Uh, helps uh, those young guys when you've got Kenny Clark commanding a lot of attention lined up right next to you. So um, something maybe to be watching for. I'm obviously in full agreement. Um, no no question about it. Uh, just a great, great game, and uh, we've got to keep him healthy. I, you know, I, I, I took a breath a little bit. I didn't think it was a serious injury, but he came out for a couple of plays in the first quarter, uh, and thankfully uh, it didn't look like it was anything too serious. Um, and he was able to go. So he'll probably pop up on the injury report this week. But I think uh, by all accounts, the way he played the rest of that game, uh, he should be fine uh, moving forward. So, uh, Dane, I think that about uh, does it here for tonight. Any other overall thoughts or closing thoughts uh, uh, about where the Packers are or just this game in general, uh, getting a nice victory in Chicago today? Yeah, I you know, I think that they're – they're working towards something is where I think that the Packers are right now. I don't think that they are a finished product. I, I think that the offense, I would say overall, is good with the possibility of being great. Uh, the defense right now is slightly above average, but it has a chance to be pretty damn good as well. Um, I, I think that special teams still gives me heartburn. Every kickoff today, I was like, oh boy, oh boy, here it comes. Um, but offensively and defensively, um, very good team. Um, these guys like playing for each other, I think. Uh, Rodgers is playing, I, I think, very good football. Uh, but I expect him to start hitting some of those deep balls. And again, like I said, he's hits a couple of these deep balls over the last couple of weeks. They're blowing these teams out of the water. I think they're very, very close. Um, but we're going to learn what this team's really made of, I think, in the coming weeks against some really, really strong competition. But this is a team that right now is battling through adversity, next man up mentality in a way that I, I can't recall them doing in previous years, this is a next man up team. These guys have a lot of pride out there, and um, I think that they're going to keep winning some football games, Wax. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, uh, at some point, this could catch up to you, right? Mm -hmm. and, and we've got a game next week that has a classic trap game written all over it with Washington coming into Green Bay. Uh, and we've had, uh, I think that what's impressive about this is after that opening game loss, uh, Four, four. Uh, I shouldn't say after that game. Uh, we've been on the road four out of the first six games. Uh, so we do have some home games coming up to even that out. So I think that's one thing that's in our favor, even though the schedule does get tougher. Um, you'd like to think, uh, not to, we'll get more into the, the Washington football team matchup uh, in our preview on Thursday night. Yeah. So um, we'll talk more about it then. But just in general, with the number of injuries we have against a non-division opponent, mm -hmm. you know, we've been scraping by, you said, these next man up, uh, getting these uh, wins. And I'm just, you know, so we'll see. I hope it does continue uh, because it would be disappointing, I think, if we had a letdown game uh, next week uh, and then going into the meat of our schedule after right. that. So, uh, But we could get a couple of more guys back next week. Um, uh, MDS uh, will be eligible to come back uh, potentially. Uh, Bakhtiari 
probably won't be back quite next week, but is eligible to start practicing on Wednesday. Um, you know, so so we've got some guys uh, that are going to be at least in the discussion to be out there. So and and Jair won't be eligible to come back quite next week, but hopefully we get some new good news on him uh, in the near future as well. So yeah, no, it's exciting. Dominic Daphne's another guy, and he's going to be able to give them another little wrinkle to this offense. And does uh, talk about a workman, right? Another kind of like workman like performer out there that gives them a lot of different looks and. Uh, um, you know, we'll see if Quentin Dunbar gets called up uh, as well. Guys had some success in the league, signed to the practice squad currently. He has the uh, gut feeling tells me he won't be in the practice squad all that long with some of these cornerback injuries. So um, I don't know if reinforcements are coming is the is the right way to put it. But we're going to see some other guys getting a chance to get out there. And uh, um, I think the Packers are going to put their best 53 on this roster. Yeah, well, I'd prefer it's Kevin King and Jair Alexander yeah. coming back uh, versus, you know, looking for Quentin Dunbar as our reinforcements. Uh, all due respect to him, but um, yeah, we're, for sure. And it, 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 it will be interesting. I think we'll talk more on Thursday. Hopefully we find out a little bit more about Preston Smith's injury. I do have some pretty yeah. big concerns because that's the type of injury that could be long-term. And we already don't really expect Zadaria Smith to be back this season. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a slim chance he is, but I don't think doesn't that anyone right. should be. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't feel like anyone should expect him to be back. Um, I know nothing's been officially ruled on that, but uh, it just doesn't seem like there was really any optimism with that. So uh, we could be we could be hurting a little bit uh, on the outside linebacker position, but uh, we'll have to hope that uh, everything with Preston uh, checks out okay and it's, it's on the shorter term side. Yeah, listen, find us social media: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, this podcast, we, we record live after the games, um, you know, on Facebook and on Twitter, you can find it the next day, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes and Google and YouTube and Spotify and all that good stuff. So please share us, rate us, tell your friends, Wags, this podcast is a lot of fun to do. It's a lot more fun to do when we're winning football games. I'm so glad that we are sitting here tonight talking about the Packers taking care of business against the Chicago Bears yet again in the Aaron Rodgers era. Yeah, we still own the Bears, baby, at least for now, at least for one more game. Uh, So absolutely, thanks so much. Uh, be legendary and go pack go. Go pack go. Yeah, I know we gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack. No, I ain't a bad sport, and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say.